Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited that you're here. For those who have been here already, welcome. For those who haven't and this is your first time, welcome. You are tuned in to Remembering Those Minutes and my name is Gabrielle Lindsay. Great, so let's get started. Alright, so for this episode, I will be basically letting you into my life. Some of the struggles that I faced, some of the issues that I faced that I was never vocal about. I can tell you now, only a few persons truly knew what it is that I and my family went through. And even though I may know a lot of persons, not everyone knew about my struggle or what my family was going through, okay? These are topics that a lot of persons shy away from. They don't want to talk about it. They are afraid of the whole stigma attached to some of these issues and I just wanted to shed some light on how I coped going through school as a girl slash teenage girl going to primary school and high school how the church played its role how I behaved at church how I behaved at school things like that how it affected my social skills things along that line so I'll basically be letting you guys into my life talking about things that I've never spoken about in this manner and in doing so hopefully inspiring someone who is in the same situation thinking that they are alone again this episode also is to let people know that even though you see them walking on the street they may be dressed nicely having a smile on their face it's not always all happy for them sometimes we see persons and we we don't see their scars we see them but we don't know what they're going through a lot of persons may be happy on the outside in society in churches in schools at work but they are not truly happy I was scrolling through my Instagram feed a couple days ago and I managed to stumble on a quote and when I read it it was so fitting and I decided that I needed to let persons in on my story. Two quotes. One, it says, oh, but that's the irony. Broken people are not fragile. And the other one was, home isn't a safe place for everyone. I can attest to that because for me, that was true. So long and short is I have three older sisters. I lived with my mother and my father. 
growing up I like I said I lived with my mom and my father but home was not as perfect as it seemed my mother is very hardworking she ensured that we were cared for she ensured that we went to school she ensured that we had a good education that we got everything that we needed she ensured that we were fed she ensured that we were clothed she ensured that we had a taste of the good things in life regardless of how poor we were needless to say but she ensured that we were happy and comfortable with the little that we have my father on the other hand he was there but he did not play an integral role in my life or development my mother was a christian is a christian rather and my father he is not even though at the time he did not prevent us from going to church he didn't care if we went to church there were times when he encouraged us to go or he would say aren't you going to church you know it wasn't a big deal my mom was or is the type of woman that ensures that he would be fed he's okay because my mother is that kind of woman she caters to people she ensures that you're okay she ensures that you are comfortable she's that type of person but my father and i believe that maybe because she because he sorry he did not know or does not know what it is to be loved and catered for he has a very unique way of expressing himself and so as a result of that whenever she would ask him how's your day how are you feeling he would just dismiss her he's that type of person and for my mother that would that would hurt her that would hurt her and that would hurt anyone i mean it's not a nice thing knowing that you are showing love to somebody and it's not reciprocated so that in itself was one of the the the, the things you know that transpired in the home my father was a very abusive very abusive verbally this man had mastered the art of crushing your 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 dreams crushing you with his words oftentimes persons say that words aren't as powerful as they may sound but i beg to differ the bible says that there's life and there's death in th- there's power in the tongue and we need to be aware of the things we say especially to others because words they do make and they do break you there's a popular saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me that's not true that is not 
true. Words are powerful and they hurt. They hurt. And that was my father. And when he speaks, there's a, there's a certain sting that carries his words. He would break you down with his words. He was very hostile. He would say the most derogatory things. He didn't care about us going to school. He was more affixed on more materialistic things like his house. Mark you, I'm not saying he's all bad. Everyone has their vices, but his priorities were not for the family. It was more towards him and what he can achieve. You know, his house, his this, his that. Neglecting his family. There was to an extent where he was a provider because there were times when he provided for the family but then it changed he wouldn't he wouldn't pay the bills or want to contribute to the bills he'd say things like look i build this house so you know or if you'd be cleaning the house he'd just step in with his shoes and if you commented he'd say things like oh i build it so it's not that hard to clean it's it's hard it's harder to to build and to clean it you know things like that and it was just it was just a lot you know a lot as a child growing up in a hostile environment like that there were times when he would he would just do some things that would just cause you to just shake your head. I remember there was a particular time when he used to drink a lot. My father, based on how he is, he he's easily influenced. He's easily influenced. Whatever you say, he absorbs it and he doesn't really go off facts it's the things that are said he grasps he he grabs onto that he grasps it and he runs with it he's not the type of person to say hey let us sit down and talk he's not he's not he used to drink a lot and when he'd go out as a young girl my mom was very strong and my mom knew how to deal with him to an extent mark you we're still going to church because church was a second home for us it was a part of our growth and development regardless of what is going on in the home my mother would always bring us to church and even going to church 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 folks church people don't know that we're going through our hell because at the end of the day we're dressed up put on a smile go to church 
even school too. You would not dare utter that daddy is verbally abusing us. At the time growing up, domestic violence was a hush-hush thing. And if you were a victim of that, it would there would be some form of discrimination to an extent, right? And even if you were having problems at home, you know, persons would hit you up with the Oh, God, it's not going to give you more than you can bear. You can rough it out, ride out your storm. And it affected me because growing up, I was afraid of my father because he had that dominant spirit. He 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 took pride in being feared and he had that control, that hold over us my sisters and my mother and if he didn't get his way and if he said something he would use expletives he would use some words that I can't even I can't even repeat them here but it was not pretty and every day every day he would argue he would curse. He would do some things that are just unbelievable. I th- just thinking about something that just um, came up in my mind. Before all of this even started, my mom, sometimes I sit down with my mom and I say to her, why, why him? You know, why him? Why do you, why did you even bother? And from her point of view, she was a young girl leaving from St. Elizabeth, coming to Manchester. He found her, you know, um, and long and short, they were living together. While they were living together, my mom was introduced to church and she went there and, you know, God saved her and she decided that she didn't want to live a life that is not pleasing unto God. She got married. She got married when she had her first child, hoping that, you know, hey, we have a family. I want my children to have a father, a man that can stand with me, somebody that can support me and love me. And she thought that that would have been best for us. And sadly, that was not the case. At the time, she told me that the house that we still live in, he would get up early in the mornings, four, five in the mornings when everyone is sleeping, and he would go outside with a sledgehammer banging on the the house for hours not caring that anyone is sleeping and the irony is if he's sleeping you dare not make a sound because there would be problems problems it would be chaotic expletives what we what we in jamaican jamaica 
what we Jamaicans rather call bad words for days. No peace of mind, no rest. For days. Which brings me back to what I was saying. He elevated himself as this person that is high and mighty. And what he says goes that I am the man in this and you have to obey me. And as a result, we were all afraid. If something got damaged in the house, he's not the type of person that you can say, Daddy, you know that I brought this. He'd want to beat you, fight you, threaten you. I would be so afraid. I would be so afraid. And he's not the type of person that will have a, a, a argument inside. He would go outside. He would he would be loud. He would disturb neighbors and if you would dare say to him mr lindsay you know you're being loud he'd turn on you i've heard my father disrespect neighbors with some colorful words i've never i'm yet i am yet to hear someone argue and behave in the way that he behaves i've never And he's the type of person that he wants things to be done his way. And that's it. Even when he's wrong, that's how he is, stuck in his way. And you know, it was always a a problem. It was always a problem to him. If anybody should speak up to him he would ensure that nobody in the family has that has that that place to even oppose what he's saying and for a very long time he held that over us and we were afraid because if we did not do his bidding or say to him you know He would throw us out. And us as girls, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We don't want church people to know. You know, we don't want to be a bother to society. Because my mother is not a troublemaker. She's always helping people. Always being there for people. And at the same time, I have to go to school. I have to go to church. While in, in all of this battling whether or not you know like what's going on as a child you're just so confused you're just so confused you don't know what to do and at the end of the day you have to put on a smile and go about your business you go to church and you clap and sing like nothing is going on and you go to school and you do your homework and you do your work and you play with your friends and you have to pretend as though you're all good when you're afraid to go home 
there were days when I was so fearful to go home because me couldn't take the knives, me couldn't bother with the knives on my head and nobody knew what I was passing through. Sometimes when I go to church and I'm clapping and you're singing and you hear, even though, yes, you're a Christian and you believe in God, you're saying, God, what is this, you know? Like, where are you in all of this? Are you going to allow these things to happen to me? Where are you in all of this? Where are you? And as the years go by, it got worse. It got worse. It got worse. And his obsession for materialistic things rather than caring for his family was our reality. I remember a few times when he came in drunk and my mom would cook and leave his meal on the table. It got cold and he would come in and he would slam the door. Up to this day, that's one of my pet peeves. I don't like to hear when doors are being slammed. He would slam the door because he he knew that he was the person or the one that built the the house, the family house. He had all right to do whatever he wanted to do. He would slam the door. He would behave in some undesirable ways. He would just do the most, basically. And I remember I was I was in bed and when I heard the gate, the gate was pushed against the wall so it gave off this really loud sound and I was afraid, I was nervous, I was in bed and I never forgot I was saying Jesus. I was so nervous, I was shaking. I was shaking and my mom got up and she was getting the space ready for him and she was saying Ken why why are you doing this you can go out and have a drink with your friends but you don't have to be drunk why are you making a mess why are you making a scene child this man turned all the way up Threats, curse words, cursing, the abuse from hours upon hours. You couldn't sleep. You couldn't sleep. He would disrespect you. He would tear you down. He, at one point, my father is very manipulative. And he would do anything to sabotage you because he is petty. (laughs) Sad but true. Days upon days, years upon years of verbal abuse. Domestic violence in the home. And I watched it got worse and worse and worse. (laughs) 
it's amazing what the mind can tolerate and in all of this I had to juggle school I had to juggle church but like the quote that I read home was not safe home was not a safe place for me and I was fearful because my father was strong and he had threatened to hurt us and at the same time we dare not tell anyone because we're afraid we're afraid and we're 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 females we're women and we we were taught to submit to our husbands and submit to men so what are we going to do I remember going to high school there were times when I couldn't even study if I was up studying and I turned on the light to study it would be a problem curse words while this man is cursing us out slamming doors cursing for hours upon hours I mean like from 8 to all the way back to 2 in the morning then you'd get a little rest and then he would get up by 5 and every day like clockwork couldn't study to the point where we couldn't even go to church without it not being a problem we were being accused of going to our man's houses we were being classified as <laughs> trust me it wasn't easy the the level of mental abuse that we received verbal abuse psychological abuse that we received times made me question made me question while I was going through all that I was going through going to church going to school going into society is is anybody seeing me <laughs> like is anyone seeing me there were times when I found myself just existing. I felt so hollow. Like, can anybody hear me? You know? Like, God, hello. I'm praying to you. The situation is getting worse. My mom is a prayer warrior. She believes in prayer and I've seen where my mom has helped other persons through their problems when she prays and intercedes on other people's and other persons behalfs they get breakthrough <laughs> God helps them so I was confused for a while I was saying God so what happened to us? 
this was a point in my life where I was angry I was bitter I was a bitter with God and a lot of persons don't know they've never heard my side of the story I was angry with God for a very long time I was saying God but my mom can pray and other persons can get deliverance what is wrong with us what are we doing wrong what are we not doing why are you not helping us why are you not hearing us my mom is the type of person where sometimes she's sitting down and you'd you'd hear her say let me call sister so-and-so the spirit says that she's not well and in fact when she does get in contact with that person they aren't well and she would pray for them fast encourage them sometimes even encouraging them changes their situation and I'm like God you know hello so there's so there's nobody out there that can say hey let us let let me call the Lindsay's family and inquire if they're okay my mom is the type of person where if anyone needs prayer help somebody to talk to at any time of the night they can call and they'll get through to her We've been in situations where my father kicked us out of the home or threatens us. And we pick up the phone and we go through the phone book, the contact list, sorry. And we call persons and nobody to answer us. And here we are with our backs against the wall. That man made me so bitter against men because I thought, because growing up in that home, you know, your father is the protector, is the first form of contact that you would have. If you would want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you should want somebody who will, will exhibit some character traits that you look for in a partner and trust me the way that my father treated me how I saw him treat my mother I would never want that I remember at a point in my life I told God that hey if I'm going to meet or encounter anyone like my father I do not want it i don't wish for it i don't care for it that's how angry i was that's how bitter i was i was bitter bitter to the point where it affected my relationship with my mother (laughs) my sisters i wanted to have my own way when i was at school sometimes because of the noise i could not get to do homework and I'm not just finding an excuse (laughs) but for real I was not focused in school my grades were dropping and while I went to a very good school 
my grades were not up to par. Mark you, I was in a class with 30 odd girls, brilliant girls. Sometimes you can do your best and you're being placed 20th. <laughs> and that affected me a lot. My mom tried her very best. And while persons may say, hey, but you have a father, you know, the bills and so on should be taken care of. Everything that I needed financially, books, school fees, everything. That was my mom. My father did not contribute at all. He hid his money. He had his money and he had plans for his money. And I guess ensuring that the girls were taken care of was not a part of his grand plan. But let me tell you a little bit about him. Why, even up to this day, it will be a shocker to a lot of persons that know him. Because when we do tell persons that he is this type of way, they would be in disbelief. I know persons right now when we tell, tell them about the issues, the problems that we have to encounter, we have to pass through. They don't believe us. Because my father is very manipulative. To the outside world, he's this nice loving father who gives to those who comes to the house, talk to them, encourages them. But on the inside, you know, I learned that the view on the outside looking in is very much different from the view inside looking out. And that's so true. Because the person that he is on the inside is not compared to what he is when he's out there. We would be fearful of this man there are times when my mom would cook and he doesn't eat it he would complain he would do things you could be sleeping he has no regard for anyone apart from himself the almighty Ken that's how he presented himself to us and because we're women we're vulnerable we're girls we dare not argue and because my mother is she's not weak she's not weak and she always said that it's because of God why she changed my mother is very passive and regardless of the hurt regardless of the the treatment my mom still dressed up went to work went to church 
never speak or never spoken ill of of my father even though he disrespected her never and she always told us to not speak ill he's your father there was some still some amount of respect there and i was told from a tender age whatever happens at home stays at home <laughs> that action affected me in more ways than one i always felt silenced persons who know me would always say that i'm talkative i am this i'm that what mark you my friends at church friends from primary school high school would know me as you know a person that always laughs around with persons and you know make people laugh funny you know the words but i was not like that i was not an i was not a extrovert i was i was an introvert and i never for, forgot when my doctor told me <laughs> some time ago Miss Lindsay, I remember when I just met you. You were an introvert. And now you're a completely different person. You're you're much more expressive. I learned the hard way that when you are going through abuse in the home and you suppress it, it affects you. And I guess that was my way of channeling my inner artistic energy, so to speak. That was my only way. Visual arts, I believe, even up to this day is very therapeutic. It helps you to express yourself. Mark you I couldn't express myself at home because if I do maybe I'll get hit down maybe I'll get thrown out I had nothing else other than the church to rely on visual arts those were the only two ways over the years it got even more intense it got it got it got out of hand to the point where i could not function it got it had gotten to a point where we could not pray in our own home you'd be silenced and he would turn up his radio so loud that it would disturb other neighbors and you dare not say anything you dare not touch his thing everything was a problem we could not pray 
and I remember I went to church and I think now looking back at it I wish that the church would have a safe space for persons families women who are victims of domestic violence domestic abuse whether physically or verbally in my church to an extent it was a hush hush thing like no sister god it's not going to give you more than you can bear man rough it out you know and that didn't sit well with me because i remember i it was just so overwhelming for me and i confided in someone at church needless to say it was better that i did not say anything the person went back to my father and he ex- the person expressed what was being said and child the moment they left no peace of mind no peace of mind constant abuse day in day out then we were being accused of bringing our problems <laughs> up to this day reflecting on these things is just a lot of mixed emotions and like i said i've never voiced my feels on or my feelings rather on this i dare not say i'm from a dysfunctional home i witness firsthand domestic violence in the home cuz it's such a hush hush thing i remember too going to high school my friends thought that i was okay i have a few persons that know that i can confide in also with church cuz i have church family i have a group of few persons that i can talk to and they always comfort me and they always talk to me i could go to their houses when it becomes too much you know that they they became my safe place for a while there are times when i'm at home and i just don't want to go home you know when you're a child going to school you'd be so glad to go home that was not the case for me i was terrified cuz every day is the same thing over and over again i'd be terrified and all in all you know there was one particular person that i feared for the most and it was my mother i watched my mother 
go through a series of hurt for years before I was even born, conceived. Four girls of us, she's been undergoing that from the first child. So you can imagine, for years, for years, ongoing, 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 how I watched my mother struggle. How I I know my mother is a strong woman. I've never seen my mother cry. And there were few instances where this man broke my mother to the point where I saw my mother cry for the first time. And that was the most heartbreaking thing ever. This woman gave love. And not an ounce of love was given back to her. She was taught to honor and love her husband. And it was not reciprocated. This man hurt my mother. It got so intense to the point where there were days when like I said I just did not want to go home I just did not want to go home I packed a little bag and I put it under my bed just in case I have to run out that's where I was and a lot of persons didn't know that Domestic violence is something that I would not wish for anyone. Nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves that. What amazes me the most is that even though you're trying to get help, Sometimes persons can't help you. When you try to seek advice from persons who you'd expect, they can't help you. Can you imagine being in a home with somebody that constantly talk down to you, argue, curse words, hateful words, this man i always tell people you know it's not of my own strength it's god god has been keeping me through that for years this man has completely destroyed my self-esteem i was not this vocal i wasn't this vocal even i remember in high school when in literature class they would have us to read out loud i did not like that because growing up you know i the the thought of not having your voice being heard it was so much for me 
It's like every day going to school, going to church. It's like putting on a mask and I was not being my true self because I don't know what that is like. This man completely destroyed and stripped away the love that should be in a home, the respect. I lost all respect for my father. There was a point in my life, even though I was afraid, I was bitter. I was so bitter. I didn't want to see him. The thought of hearing him, I was just angry. I was just angry. There were days when I, I expressed that, you know, God, you're going to take me through this. And I was like, God, I've been praying for years. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Look at what this man is doing to your servant. Look, look at what this man is doing to us. What did we ever do? It's like the devil just ran loose upon this man completely you can't talk to him you cannot reason everything would result in an argument everything if it if it doesn't please him it would result in an argument and even though it this affected me and it affected my sisters This affected my mother the most. How our home is set up. We would have, upon going inside the sitting area for persons who, you know, visited, then the kitchen, then going into passing through the sitting area or the hall my mother and my father's room the bathroom in front of their room the little passage and a room where I was staying and where my mother and father's room is there's another room my sister occupied my father was so <laughs> he was so intentional when he's doing his d- dirty deeds he's a very intentional very very intentional he knows exactly what he's doing I remember there was an argument and he threatened us. He threatened to burn the house down with us and he told us, I'm going to gas the house, burst up the walls, I'm going to light the house with you guys in it. There were nights when he threw out my mother out of their room when he was angry. 
when my mother was praying he would tell her to shut up no prayer don't pray in my house we were silenced the stresses as a result of what this man did to us was so much it affected my mother's health and eating away at my mental health like I said I'm growing up now so I'm seeing and you're understanding more what is happening around you Sometimes we'd go to a convention at nights and sometimes convention would be a little late. He'd lock us out. If we're knocking, he knows we're outside. He would take his time and he'd open the door when we come in. He would accuse us of all sorts of things, accuse us of being prostitutes accuse us of sleeping out sleeping with our our men and we 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 claim to go to church the works listening to him you'd think that this man is mad something is wrong with this man but trust me he knew exactly what he was doing He knew exactly what he was doing. He's the type of person. He likes attention. He likes when you, what we would say, toe-to-toe with him. And if he doesn't get that, he would say the most hurtful things to pull a response out of you. I don't know what this man has has not said to me or done to me that anybody could do at this point. <laughs> I have no feeling, no feeling whatsoever. There's nobody in this world that can tell me hurtful things to hurt me the way that this man hurt me. My father. this is the person that should be protecting me this is the man that should be there to protect his family he should be the head of the household he should be the one leading us as a as a family in prayer no no that was not him He was more affixed on money and vanity. He was more fixed on things that were not tangible. He didn't care about family time. As long as he had his TV, He was good. He didn't know what it was to love a good woman. And it showed. It showed. 
and even through all of that we never stopped praying we never stopped believing that he was going to change even though and I'm not going to lie there were days when I just completely just I gave up I gave up I said God you're not going to help us where are you I don't even want to pray because it doesn't make sense I pray there were days when I wish I could have gone to bed and never get up but little did I know that God was preserving me for a reason the children of Israel were in bondage for years but they left Egypt I'm just gonna close off and I will continue in the next episode but I just said all of that to say sometimes when we were in our valley we should honor our valley honor the hardships honor being bitter honor it because if you know anything about gold when it's cultivated it's in its raw state the hardest part about that process is going through the fire and it's not just putting it there it has to go through intense intense temperature in order for it to come out pure and I did not know that I didn't know that I thought I was going to die I thought that I was going to just lose my mind little did I know that I was being preserved for a reason little did I know that all of this is for a reason little did I know That all the abuse, all of the hurt, all of this would come to pass eventually. And with that said, I implore you, just hold on a little bit longer. Hold on a little bit longer. The Egyptians we see today, we won't see them again. Just hold out a little bit longer. That breakthrough, it's right around the corner. While I encourage you, I'm encouraging myself. Just hold out a tad longer.